Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Prepare yourself to be with yourself. Yeah. Because sometimes when you move to a country, there is a period where you're going to be alone. Not really alone, but like alone. Because to build um, friendships, you need time. You need to go and meet people. It's gonna take time, so like prepare yourself in that way. Celeste is an actor from Venezuela who came to Europe in 2019. Her story reflects the times of crisis which exist in Venezuela, but also how friendship and community can be reason for hope. Her way out of Venezuela was a ticket bought for her by her cousin, who was living in England at the time. Celeste received a message from her cousin which read, I don't know what you're going to do, but I bought you a ticket and you're leaving to Europe in three days. Celeste jumped at the opportunity and grabbed it with both hands. In this podcast, she tells us about her journey and experiences in England and in Ireland so far and what her hopes are for the future. Thanks so much to all of you for listening and enjoy this conversation with Celeste. Can I, like, <laughs> move the Jenga? We were using it earlier for the fall, oh, yeah? <laughs> just to have it in place. Yeah. What is the point of a, um, what's that called even? The little dish for the coffee? Um, I think it's to leave your spoon. Yeah? So you're not leaving it on the table. At least for soup, anytime you buy soup in a fancy restaurant, soup has to come on a, bo- on a, on a plate. So oh. the bowl and then a plate underneath for okay. the spoon. Unless it's a really deep dish, then you can put the s- spoon inside. But normally when you finish soup, you never put the spoon inside. All oh, right. Yeah. Which Why? Is very, mm, you know, Interesting. That's it. Like fancy. Mm. Same as like you can't eat soup with if you're eating soup. The spoon doesn't come towards you. You have to push it away and then eat it, which is oh. another rule. Someone told me that before. Interesting. Yeah. And I think I had one. This is the start of the then. podcast. That's it. That's how we started. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into it. Yeah. Why not? Actually, I think a good way to start the podcast, first of all, this time. Yeah, I'm I'm more in the zone now because we had one earlier on and I was a little bit first podcast in a few weeks. It's been yeah. Christmas. I've been a lot of eating, drinking, eating, drinking involved. <laughs> yeah. But this for anybody's listening or watching um, is we're recording in the Black Sheep pub in mm. on Capel Street in Dublin for the first time because they've been really, really, really sound about letting us record here. Um, so a big shout out to them. If you, if you like craft beers. I'm not drinking this January. That's yeah. why I'm drinking coffee at the moment. That's what he says now. But <laughs> come February, when we start recording here. Like dry January, no? It's dry January, like, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it's necessary for me at the moment. My body 100% needs it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. But they've yeah. been really, really nice about uh, letting us record here. So I'd like to thank them Good at the beginning. <laughs> and I'd like to thank you, Celeste, for, for being here. You're welcome. Um, 
I, I actually know very little, which is great. And, and that, for me, that's a nice way to actually kind of get to know you and um, a little bit more about you, about like your background, um, why you're here, those types of things. I know you're from Venezuela, mm-hmm. um, but maybe you can kind of tell us a little bit more about how you ended up in Dublin. Okay, yes, cool. Well, I'm from Venezuela, as you said, and I was living there for a long time, all of my life. Mm. I mean, until I was 23, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, 23. And then the crisis in my country was very bad, so I decided to move because I really needed to change my, my life, you know? Yeah. The things in my country were very difficult. Yeah. So after I finished my career, I started acting. Um, I I decided to move because I thought that it was the best solution for me. Mm-hmm. So I moved to Ecuador first because okay. I had a course in there and it was the fastest uh, auction. Um, I took a bus for five days. Oof, what a long bus. <laughs> From Venezuela yeah. to Ecuador, to Quito, the capital. And yeah, and I stayed there for like 10 months. And Can yes. I ask about a five-day bus journey, right? Yeah. I've been on one bus journey for 36 hours. That was doable, right? So, But that entailed the bus stopped every two hours to let people have a break. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you have a five? Was that like nonstop? How did it work? Well, I, I was lucky because my mom has a friend who has other friends. They have like company, bosses company, mm. that they were just working, uh, taking people from Venezuela to other countries in South America. Okay. And you pay like amount of money and they were like, it was included, the food was included in the trip and also some stops, you know? So I remember that, I don't know, maybe we travel like four hours and we stop to go and use the bathroom mm. and probably have a little snack and things like this. Yeah. So yeah. It, it was like that and then you arrived in Quito yeah all right um, and you were there for 10 months you said 10 months and yeah. um, how was how was li- in Quito why why 10 <laughs> months and, and why did you end up leaving well living there was challenging very because first you know I was I had like a idea of my life when I was living in Venezuela like I thought that, that I knew everything what will happen in my life like I, I decided to start um, acting and I thought okay I'm gonna work as an actor in Venezuela and I don't know I'm gonna get a house here I'm gonna mm. have I don't know, you something. had everything planned like, already I that. but then when I moved to Ecuador everything was new for me and even jobs so I knew from the beginning that I, I will need to work in any kind of job not related to acting so that was, that was yeah. challenging for me. I had so many jobs in Ecuador. My first one was in a, like a market where they were selling clothes, shoes, a lot of different things. Everything. <laughs> everything, everything. It was like a big warehouse, I don't know how to explain it, huge and very noisy. Yeah. Like people was selling uh, like, I don't know, screaming. You Shouting, know, like, two for you, yeah, two for you. All right, cool. And yeah that was my first job then i work in a cafe i work in restaurants but most of the time i was being a waitress yeah because it's the easy job that you can get when you mm. start from zero in a new country yeah and yeah. um, it's maybe it's an easy job to get not an easy job to do no um, no yeah. it's not yeah. <laughs> that's why there's so many <laughs> available positions I guess. yeah yeah, yeah. my it's, own experience a as a job. waiter was a tough one yeah, yeah. Well, didn't last very long yeah. Um, I think everyone everyone should work as a waiter for a while to understand. Yeah, to everyone, be on the everyone. other side of the service. Yeah, because a lot of people have never worked as waiters or any service industry, and they have no idea like exactly. how hard it actually is. Like I don't, I not only bring you coffee. Like yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. It. yeah. yeah. they don't know mm-hmm. what's behind. Know. Yeah, it's a tough job. Yeah. As as an actress, I'm sure yeah. most actors and actresses have to work yeah. part time jobs waiting service yeah, industry I think it's like standard that. right it's like a stereotype as well yeah yeah, yeah. big stereotype until you make your big break mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's uh, we're the same yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It. Uh, this podcast Celeste is our big break yeah. <laughs> we're both on the yeah. On the yeah. yeah yeah this is it it's gonna yeah. take off 
there we go. moonshot <laughs> um you were 10 months yeah you said it was tough yeah um, it was it was a little bit yeah um tough in the sense of again maybe a country that doesn't have as many opportunities or tough in the sense that you were missing your friends and family what what was what about it was tough it was tough because I think I wasn't ready for that. I just decided because it was the, the better solution. Leave my country, find other country, and work and try to have a better life. Yeah. Mm. But I think nobody is ready. No, like I say, it's my personal like, opinion. I wasn't ready, but I think nobody is ready when you do it in an emergency way. And, you know? yeah. So I think I wasn't ready in an emotional way. Like I was missing so much my family, my friends. I was feeling that I lose everything, you know? Yeah. Mm. That I lose my life, that I lose family, I lose my career, I lose everything. So I think I wasn't good in an emotional way. I was most of the time sad because of that. Yeah. And also, I think Ecuador is a little bit better than Venezuela, but it's not that great, you know? Like mm. you you have more money there, but um, maybe you can get things that in Venezuela I couldn't in that time, like foods, for example, yeah. three times per day, things like this. Mm. It was okay in Ecuador. So, yeah. wow. I remember that I used to get the, like the enough money to just, I don't know, pay rent, food, and- Just to live and like that. Just to live. Yeah. yeah. So, it's yeah. a tough life just getting by is it's difficult exactly did you leave because of that or no i leave because when i left venezuela the same day is, is crazy coincidence one of my cousins my cousin is like my sister yeah. we're very close mm -hmm. she lived to england with okay. her other friend i couldn't do that at the time because the friend of my cousin sent her the ticket so you know it was yeah. just one ticket wherever we couldn't live together but then we say look we're gonna meet in England. So she say, because I'm here and it's easier for me to, to save the money for you, I yeah. will save it and I get the ticket and you can come to England. But it, it's gonna take time. And it takes time, but it happens. Nice. And it was very nice because I didn't expect it, you know, I almost yeah. forget about it. And one day I was literally sleeping and then I wake up and I saw my phone and I had like three voice messages. Okay. And it was my cousin saying, well, I don't know what you're going to do, but I got the ticket and yeah. you are flying to England in three days. Nice. Wow. Like this. I was like, what? Wow. I was happy because, you know, it's better, of course, the, I don't know, the lifestyle, I think. What a nice sense of like, to a certain extent, community or family that yeah. I, I love the way you, your, your cousin's friends bought them a ticket yeah. to leave and then your cousin went <laughs> and then she bought you a ticket yeah so obviously it was something that you you couldn't afford as you said you were you had you could work you were working you had mm. enough money to literally eat food and pay rent yeah. but not for example to save up for mm -hmm. a flight across the atlantic ocean exactly. um yeah. as a matter of like just out of interest like how is that experience Dublin is very expensive yeah. and is you know we've got an, like everywhere in the world at the moment there's like high rates of inflation and things like that mm -hmm. how does it compare to Venezuela or Ecuador I know it's totally different but mm -hmm. um, I know there's more opportunities here and things like that mm -hmm. but your day-to-day -day life was it way harder over there yeah yeah of course yeah in Venezuela it was very hard like um, I don't know, the last l six months that I was in Venezuela were very hard because the crisis was like intense in that moment. It was in, in 2019 and it was like very intense. Like, for example, I don't know, it was difficult to get the normal stuff, like to get coffee. Yeah. It was expensive just to get coffee yeah. or things like this. Like sometimes we couldn't find the products, like normal products, you know, to, to eat, to yeah. have breakfast, whatever. It was difficult. Or sometimes it was the products in the supermarket, but super expensive. Yeah. So we couldn't get it. Yeah. Things like this. So in Venezuela was like, I was living like daily, like day by day, you know? Yeah. Thinking, okay, so how am I going to survive tomorrow? Something yeah. like this. Yeah. In Ecuador, I could organize myself more about a week, for example. Yeah. It was better in that way. Yeah. And yeah. So your cousin, um, buys you the ticket you mm -hmm. arrive in england yeah um 
How was what year was this, by the way? What so, what year did you arrive in? Uh, in 2019. 2019. All right. So just before uh, the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, how was your English when you arrived there? Was it zero? Z- <laughs> zero. Really? No, you must have had something. No. Really? Wow. Even. I, I remember that I used to say hi. Of course. That's it. That's it. Hi. Good morning. Maybe. Leaps and I remember bounds. the how are you was so difficult for me to say it. Why? How are you? So difficult, I don't know. Okay. It was like practicing, practicing. In the mirror. No worry, no worry. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't speak really zero. I, we had classes in Venezuela, like English classes in high school. But I remember that. I used to not like, I didn't like it. Mm. And I thought it wasn't that important for me. I was like, I don't need this, you know. Yeah. I don't need English because in my mind I was thinking I will travel, I don't know, when I'm old, I'm going to go and see the world, but never imagine myself living in another country and needed to learn other language, never. Yeah. So. But then how was that like when you were learning English? Did you feel a sense of like, oh, I hate this. Why am I learning this? Why am I here? Yeah, mm. a lot. Mm. All the time, all the time, the first months. I used to hate it, you know, so much. I remember that my cousin, because I have my cousin there in England, they're still there, by the way, and my friend. So we were we are around the same age. And sometimes we were like, I don't know, it was a, um, like a club close to us. Yeah. We used to go, I don't know, weekends. And I remember that you, like hear people talking. For me, it was too much. Like I used to feel pain in my head and really? everything. I used to leave the places. It was crazy. Just from people speaking English. Yeah, I was like, no, I, I, I used to say to my cousin, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I can't. I, I prefer to be in yeah. my room alone. I can't because you know you hear just noises like, you know, you don't. Yeah, when you don't really understand it, nothing, yeah. so. it can be very overwhelming. Actually, yeah. stuff like that. I actually have the same thing with English people. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. Hate English speakers. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. This, is, this is definitely a joke. Um, yeah, like four years, um, and and you've got to the level that you have now. That's incredibly impressive. Yeah. Thank you. Um, especially during a pandemic when you can't uh, communicate you can't really with people, like, go out and yeah. meet too many people and all the rest of it. Because at the end of the day, that was probably the part of that you needed to practice most was producing the language. And as you said, you learned it in school, but then saying it and, and producing English is or any other language that you're learning it's very difficult mm. yeah it is um, yeah. so what brought about a change from England to, to Ireland how did that happen well I was in, in England and it was okay like I was living with my cousin at the beginning with family like my cousin and other friend yeah. and we were living in a town called Mason in Kent it's like 40 minutes from London yeah. okay and it's beautiful and it's okay, but it's very small and, you know, it's not a lot of opportunities there. Yeah. And I had like a goal in, 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 my, in my mind all the time. My, my goal was I'm going to learn English, I'm going to back to acting, and, you know, it was these two things. And I felt like in Mason I couldn't do it because, I don't know, like, we were, I was working in McDonald's, for example. Yeah. It was my first job, by the way, mm, in okay. McDonald's. <laughs> it's yeah. hard. Yeah. It's very busy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Intense. Yeah. Intense. And no speaking English at all. Even it was funny. As well. So that meant you were in the kitchen, I imagine, <laughs> in the cooking. Kitchen, totally. Yeah. yeah. You know this line. You have like a line. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. Like there. And then, what yeah. was your speciality? Did you have yeah. tomatoes or pickles? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember. They used to change me, but sometimes yeah. I was like putting tomatoes and lettuce or something. Mm. I was yeah, taking the bread. Yeah. Whatever. Just the fries. Yeah. I think the fry section would be dangerous for me. It's like oh, eating yeah. fries oh, all fry. day. I used to say the fry section. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. you know, this area where they fry the, the chicken, mm. like, I don't know, tenders or yeah. nuggets. Mm. Wow. I hate it so much. Yeah. <laughs> because it was heavy, the bags were heavy. Yeah. You need to open the bag, put it there, and be very fast. And also, like, take this thing that is huge. And, yeah. and I don't know, the oil and the smell. And you don't understand the nothing. As well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a. <laughs> it's like a dream. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so sorry. No, but I, I, there's a random question. <laughs> we had a, we had another another guest who worked in McDonald's as well, but I forgot to ask him this. Yeah. Um, I assume I'm going to assume that you ate McDonald's before you worked there. 
yeah yeah, yeah. I do. um <laughs> after having worked there would you eat mcdonald's no. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one because you know yeah you know <laughs> what's yeah, there yeah i know everything yeah, yeah i know i know the truth <laughs> did you eat it while you were there uh, you could if you want you want it yeah. you know because you have a meal i think yeah daily. lunch like yeah. i i didn't like i did when i was hanover <laughs> yeah it's perfect in the morning it was great like wrap with a lot of you know greasy yeah. stuff amazing yeah. but normally I, I didn't do it because i i knew that it was it wasn't healthy yeah. and i didn't want to be unhealthy to be honest yeah fair enough so yeah. i prefer to cook at home and have my things my food Good choice. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah, yeah. It happened to me the same. I was working for yeah. in a sandwich factory, uh-huh. and one of the clients of this factory was KLM, the airline company, yeah. and we used to make the sandwiches for those. And before that, I was like, "Yeah, fine, whatever. I'm on a plane. Sandwich comes with your flight. No problem." After <laughs> working for them, n- never yeah. again. Never really? again. I used to eat it while I was working there. That's why I ask you. Yeah. While I was working there, I knew it was bad, but I'd still eat it. But after, I was like, "No, no, no need, no need." Yeah. Yeah. It's worrying. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, KLM. Mm. KLM. Uh, maybe it's changed. Maybe it's better. Mm. Yeah. The food industry is developing. I can't so. see myself on a KLM flight anytime soon, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Anyway. Um, mm. Actually, I remember your original question. You had mm. something in there. Great. I'm glad you do. Because I, I, I know. You. <laughs> you say, like, why did you decide to move to Dublin or yeah, something yeah. like this? Well, I was in London. Okay, sorry. I was in Aston, and then I decided to move to, move to London because London was, a, you know, bigger. I so I thought that I could find more opportunities there. Yeah. So I decided to move by myself, and I moved. I moved there, and I started working McDonald's in London. Okay. Because you can do like a transfers. I I don't know if they transfer me or something like this. I don't remember very well. But the thing is, I started McDonald's. And it was good, you know, I was in love with London, to be honest. I was like, wow, this city is beautiful, huge, amazing. Yeah. And yeah, I, I leave this job and I started to work as a waitress in a Spanish restaurant. And I stayed there almost like two years. I okay. Because I decided that it was better to stay in, a, in the same job to learn English as well. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking that it's not... I didn't see the point to be moving or changing jobs if I didn't have English. Yes. It was my my, my idea in the moment. And it was okay. I learned a lot. The pandemic starts. And it was, it was hard. I started a relationship with an English guy, so I think it helps with my English too. Fair enough. Yeah, it does. We spent like almost the full pandemic together. So it helps as well with yeah. my with my English. Definitely, yeah. Did, did he speak Spanish or no, no. zero? So that's good as well because yeah. then you just bounce <laughs> exactly. back. Yeah, yeah. you got no choice. Yeah. yeah, and I think I was lucky in a way because you know I wasn't that alone because in in during you know, lockdown everybody was at home and I was at home but like with flatmates but we weren't like that friends of course. Yeah. So to be with somebody was good. Yeah. But I find I found. London sometimes very lonely, mm. lonely city, even when it's full of people, you know, yeah. it's very busy, but it can be lonely because the distance between one place and another is huge. Yeah, it's true. Sometimes you have friends, but then to see them, you need to plan it with time. And yeah. It takes two hours to get to them. Yes. Mm. Yeah. It was like my social life wasn't that great because of pandemic and because of London. Yeah. And as well, I was tired of the job because I was working like 12 hours per day sometimes and it's very busy. So I was, you know, getting tired. Yeah. When things get better about pandemic, I had a friend here and I came to visit her just to see, you know, to see her and the city. And I, I, I was here and I was like, oh, I like this place, you know. It's like smaller and it's, it's similar as London in a way yeah. for me. But it's small, it's like easier to go to places, you can go walking. Yeah. Also, I find people more like social and more friendly. Mm, yeah. Like more close, more like warm. Because in London, everybody's like, you know, everybody has like a dream mm. and they want to make the dream true and like they're busy all the time. And I don't know. Well, so. yeah, I mean, London is like quite literally 10 times bigger than Dublin. Yeah. yeah. More, more or less in terms of population. And you're right, like even for, for me as a Dubliner, I remember being over there when I was like 18, visiting my brother who lived there at the time. 
Um, and it just so happened that my other brother was also in London for a night. And I was like, oh, brilliant. You know, three brothers in London. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a great night. And Kieran, my brother, is like, no, we're not going to see him. I was like, what do you mean we're not going to see him? And he's like, he's way over the other side of London. It would take us like an hour in public transport or, you know, 40 pounds in a taxi. He's like, we'll, we'll just go and have our own night. And I was like, this is weird. You know, yeah. in Dublin, that's like, I'll see you in this pub at that time. Yeah. You know, exactly. yeah. And it doesn't matter what part of Dublin is, you, yeah. you know, you'll, it's you'll get to there. get to. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that about Dublin. Really? Yeah, it is. It's, it's a small, it's a small city. Um, it is. Yeah. Probably reached. I, I mean, my feeling is it's reached its capacity. <laughs> to be honest, I think I know Dublin is growing and everything, but I, I mean, I, anything that's outside of the M50, you can't like how yeah. you get there without a car. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. with that and, and just, I mean, we all know the problems with renting and accommodation and all the rest of it. So it just feels like it's growing too quickly almost. And like the infrastructure can't keep up with it, um, which is a shame, but in the, it is a, a nice small city yeah. yeah it's a good size it's a good size yeah yeah any bigger would be too much any smaller would be too not sm- big enough <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah it's also yeah. nice that you've had that experience because of let's say london the big massive city mm-hmm. to, to dublin and and you you have experienced the the little bit as you say the closeness or the openness friendliness more of mm-hmm. people here yeah it is. um and I do think that's something that is important to say like we I think it can get lost in 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 so with some people they come here maybe having not experienced anywhere else in Europe like say they come from Venezuela or Brazil and they go straight to Dublin mm-hmm. and they're like oh you know people aren't very friendly here or things like that. I think actually they are mm-hmm. compared let's say to other places in yeah. Europe Um so I'm glad you had that experience yeah um, when exactly did you come then to to Dublin? It was on September last year, I think. Twenty twenty two. Yes. Um. Yeah, it was September. Okay, so you're yeah. you're fresh. Yeah. You've just <laughs> arrived. Seven months now. No. No. Six. Oh, twenty twenty one. Wait. Yeah. What? Yeah, exactly. We're in twenty twenty three at the moment. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Twenty twenty one. Okay. September twenty twenty one. Yeah. Makes sense because it's been a year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone's a bit Seven lost. Months? No, no, no. Yeah, I swear it's one year. It was a relatively good kind of time to come, I imagine, because you had uh, three months to kind of settle in, and it was like whatever our Freedom Day or whatever you want to call it in in January. So things opened back up. Yeah. Um. So we've had a relatively normal life since then. Um. What's the process been like in in terms of getting settled into the city, finding your place, work? accommodation has it been a nightmare and well mm, it was difficult at the beginning because of pps number you know that is it's difficult because if you don't have it they take the half of your payment which make life a little bit you know difficult because you're getting half yeah yeah it's it's slow and that i found it um, difficult in accommodation I moved with a friend here, so I was with my friend, and she was here already, so that was very helpful. Yeah. Also, she recommended me a job here and helped me to get that job. Brilliant. Which was Absolutely. great for me. Makes, I think, like everything easier for me. Absolutely. Totally. So I arrived, I did an interview, and I got a job. Mm-hmm. It was great. I had a job, and I have a place to stay. But then, um, you know, I decided to take my own way because of you know, personal stuff yeah. with my friend. And in that moment, because I was just uh, getting this half of payment, yeah. I remember that the, the best option for me to, to live was in a family accommodation. Mm-hmm. So I moved uh, to live with a couple of grandparents, huh. which was a great experience, yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't imagine myself never living like that yeah. with, I don't know, a couple. Yeah. Yeah. So it was an uh, old couple, Irish couple. Yeah. It was great, you know? Yeah. Like a friend recommend me this. Uh, he knew for some reason that, uh, I don't know, this family rents place, uh, rooms for people. And yeah, I, I text them or something like this and they uh, accept me. 
in a other room there in the That's house. Funny. <laughs> so they teach you like <laughs> ways of, of Irish culture, like cups of tea and Yeah, mm. yeah. I used to drink tea with them and watch telly. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's great. What, what can you remember something that they like taught you or something that was like, oh that's interesting? Yeah, a lot of things. I remember that I had their number and the day before I moved to the their house they text me and they say, do you want, do you want us to pick you up? Mm-hmm. And really, you know, it's crazy, but I was scared. I was like, why do they need to pick me up? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said that to me before in a long time. Like, yeah. Why do they need to pick me up? And I was so scared. I was like, wow, I'm going to move to live with a family, with a couple of people that I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I was scared, really. Of course. And then it was because they were good people, you know. They offered to pick me up yeah. just yeah. because they were good people. But sometimes yeah. you forget that there is good people in the yeah. world. I don't know. Yeah. It's easy to forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, what else? Um, yeah, I remember them like sitting, watching telly, and it was interesting. Like their routine, you know, they they are old. They did their life already. Mm. Yeah. And they had a lot of uh, children, by the way. Then no children anymore yeah <laughs> it was interesting to hear their stories the house was full of like photos so they always had a story to tell me oh this is i don't know this is my yeah. son he grew up he did this and that it was interesting like the house was full of story i don't know yeah and cool yeah you seem very um positive and like open to to new experiences like yeah there's nothing about you that's that at least from talking to you now i don't know how old the experience was when you actually lived it but mm-hmm. um that no part of you seemed to go like oh, sake, now now i have to go and, and live with pretty old people in ireland or <laughs> now i have to work in mcdonald's or like like none of this is like what i expected for me or like but you seem to be like um almost uh, you seem to be enjoying this this, yeah. this experience yeah you're right yeah of course there is bad moments as well you know of course but i try to see the positive side of everything what do you do when you have one of those bad moments i cry mm-hmm. I, I for me i cry easy mm-hmm. so i think i cry mm-hmm. and i like to have my like my moment to <laughs> recover i don't know how yeah. to explain i am in my room i put some music i cry if i need to cry i just cry a lot blah, blah, blah. i think about what's happening i try to think positive and i you know something that helped me a lot is to think about what i have done already brilliant to you know to feel hey you have done this remember that for example i don't know with this situation when i needed to move to live with uh, grandparents uh, it, it was hard because you know it was like i had a plan and then it changed yeah. it's not easy but then i was thinking look you have lived in ecuador you have lived in England, you were there alone, remember, you're gonna survive. It's always, I always say that to myself, you're gonna survive this. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be fine. Come on, you can. Yeah. But yeah, it's like very, a lot of work here, like thinking, I think. Mm. That's what I do. <laughs> it's just crazy. You know that voice, you know, well, no, not at all. You know, you know that voice in your head that says, I'm gonna survive, and you're like, oh, I don't know. Like, if you were, who is that voice? Is it you? Is it someone that you've met before? Where does that good question, voice come from, do you think? I think it's my mom, that voice. Mm. Yeah. Because she is very strong. Yeah. A strong woman, yeah. Mm. She uh, raised my brother and I alone, basically. Mm-hmm. Because my dad, he left us when I was eight years mm-hmm. old. And he, he wasn't a good dad, to be honest. Mm. So she was there all the time. She needed to work for us mm. uh, alone. And I always saw my mom like doing that, surviving, yeah. being strong, being yeah. brave. Yeah. And I don't know if she used to say it to me. I think, yes, she used to say, like, hey, come on, you can do it, or it's yeah. going to be fine. But, you know, when you see somebody doing it, yeah. maybe it stay with you, I think. Yeah, I realize it now. I didn't know that my mom was this uh, character who influenced my life that much. I didn't know until I moved and I have lived a lot of things. Then I realized, wow, my mom yeah, is course. the one who... Yeah. show me how to do this i think is she proud of you yeah, yeah. she is yeah <laughs> you speak to her every day no every day but yeah like almost you know yeah 
I don't know, like per week, three times, four times. Yeah, that's oh, good. Yeah. That's healthy. Yeah, there's yeah. some that's people who are on the phone yeah. all the time um, <laughs> to their parents back home or whatever, and I'm yeah. like, geez, don't forget to actually live. You know, yeah. you know, you can't be like no, oh, yeah. every day is too point, much. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I think it happened. I I've been thinking about that. I think one that it happens a lot with migrants. That sometimes it's easy to stay there. Mm. I don't know how to explain to think all the time about Venezuela, my family, my friends to stay there, and it's it's not good. It's not healthy. Yeah. Because even when you know that you have everything there at home, it's good to move on and. Yeah put more more attention in your actual life you know so you're Sometimes. here for a reason you might as well live where you are instead of thinking yeah, yeah. Exactly. i hear that from a lot of spanish people from spain yeah when they're here they keep comparing things to oh yeah. this is cheaper in spain or oh yeah. in spain i could eat for more time or yeah. like yeah it happens a lot that people mind stay mm -hmm. back home comparing is yeah. I mean, what's the phrase? Comparison is the is the killer of joy, or something. I've messed that mm. phrase up, but basically, comparing in general doesn't make you very happy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, that's where Instagram can be a killer because, yeah. like, say for example, you're following, <laughs> maybe you follow some friends from Australia, or my brother's in Australia, and right now it's their summertime, and you see yeah. them on the beach, and you're Christmas like, on oh. the beach. <laughs> yeah, like, I yeah. hate you, and you're like, I hate this place. But I think what's also very easy is when when you're having a bad day. Mm -hmm. to go um, like excuse my language but you know fuck Dublin this, I, I, ha I hate this place <laughs> that's very easy um, but <laughs> but, it, but my point is it's actually got nothing to do with Dublin mm. it's got something to do with um, let's say a person on the bus pissed you off but that's that could happen anywhere mm -hmm. um, but an instant reaction for me when i was abroad sometimes would be to to in in my head for a second blame it on the place you're like yeah this would never happen and actually it would have happened in dublin yeah. or it would have happened in spain or it would have happened in venezuela and yeah i think that's something that i see a lot of people here when they move um to any country is to go when they're having a difficulty in their life and they blame it on the place when actually it should be something that they're looking inside and going, okay, I've changed job like eight times in the last year. Maybe I should do a little bit of self-reflection here. Maybe it's mm -hmm. not Dublin's fault. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should be doing something to, to change or improve or whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think if you're able to like not, sometimes it is the place's fault don't get me wrong yeah. Yeah. and sometimes <laughs> things you know might be better somewhere else for some people that's that that is very that's a true fact. like that's yeah it's that's very true. true that's real like this yeah. dublin's not for everyone london's not for everyone glasgow's not for everyone venezuela's not for everyone exactly. um you have to find your way and 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 hopefully you'll you'll be lucky and meet nice people um yeah uh, i'm talking too much because i had to coffee um, <laughs> seven coffees today yeah. coffee. the next podcast i'm just going to be asleep <laughs> yeah. this is going to be an interesting one actually for people who are listening pay attention to the next podcast and see how much talking i do in that the energy one. difference <laughs> exactly. um, i think it's easy to put the fall in in the place fall in people for everything you know yeah it's easy to blame stuff to blame it's that's out scary. of your control it's <laughs> very hard to blame yourself for something you did wrong yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. Yeah. um hmm. so you you you're, are you still living with with the those that elderly couple or no 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 after a while because i was waiting for the pps number i got it and things about money gets better yeah. oh because you know family accommodations in dublin are less expensive yeah. than yeah. normal accommodations so that's why i moved with them actually because the money that i had just it was enough to live in a place like that which was great but mm, you know i'm not a student anymore so sometimes i was feeling like of course you want your own like place i, I mm. wanted to be more like, independent because also i was scared about COVID. Yeah. Because yeah. they all they are all so I was thinking, wow, yeah. if I, I catch COVID, I give it to them, I mm. wanna feel very bad. Yeah. So I was constantly not constantly, like the last moments there, I was constantly nervous, like, oh my god, imagine if I catch it and yeah. then they're gonna be sick, yeah. they're gonna feel horrible, you know these things. But then 
I got the PPS number, the things about money, get better because you get back all of the money yeah. that they take. The tax back there. Exactly, right? taxes. Mm. And then I start to look for a place. And I use these groups in Facebook. You know, Brilliant. To yeah. look for accommodation. And I was very lucky, very lucky, because I didn't text them, they text me. Okay, that's a rare very, occasion. Very, yeah. very different. Yeah. Okay. They text me and they say, look, we have a, a room in this place. And we saw your post because I would just a post that I was looking for yeah. something and they text me, my actual, actual housemates. And I went to the place and I love it. Nice. Brilliant. And, and I decided to move and it was better, you know, because it was like, it was good to live with this family, but just for a short time hmm. because I don't know. Yeah, I mean, obviously, for students, teenagers, I don't know. Yeah, you're also young, you're you want your freedom. Yeah, you don't want to feel nervous about giving them COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's good. So since when have you been living in your current accommodation? February. Okay. Okay. Last year. All right. It's going to be a year soon. (laughs) All right. Um, And (laughs) and what about like finding work and and that type of thing? I think, did you say your friend said you opened a job here? Yeah, my friend. Yeah, my friend helped me with a job. And I got the job and I've been in the same job since I arrived. So it's been okay. Nice. Um, And what about your acting career? Okay. (laughs) Well, um, it's been good, actually. Mm. Because, of course, I think it's difficult with the language at the beginning. So to start to do something straight away because I didn't have English. Um, but I always tried to do something. When I was in London, I find like a Latino community there that they used to do theater and stuff. Okay. And I did something with them. I, I, I did a monologue in, in a show that they made. I remember in, for St. Valentine's Day, I, I participated there. I have done a short film there as well. I work for a photographer, like freelance photographer, like as a commercial model there. So the thing is that I'm always constantly with English, without English, trying to do acting somehow. Good for you. So I had my profiles in different pages for casting. Mm. I had photo shoots done and CVs. So I always apply for castings. But before when I didn't speak English, I couldn't actually do auditions because I didn't speak English. But then when I learned the language, I started to do it. I have done a lot of auditions here in Dublin. Mm. I found a group of actors here. It's great. Nice. So it's good because, you know, it's nice to have a day during the week to to go and practice and do yeah. some ex- acting exercise, talk to other actors. It's good. I think it's one thing personally I'd never be able to do. Um, I'm just not. I just c- can't see myself. You know when you just you like we spoke about like visualizing things and stuff before. Yeah. I, I just can't see it. I can't ever <laughs> see. I did. Um, I did one audition in my life. Um, and it was the most mortifying thing I've ever done. Really? Ever. Um, it was when I was living in Australia. I was probably about, I was 22. Mm-hmm. And I saw an ad. I was like applying for jobs, you know, usual, like living abroad jobs. Like I was working construction sites, restaurants, all this types of stuff. And one of them was like, extras wanted. I was like, oh, cool. I could be one of those guys that just like walks across the road in the background <laughs> of a TV series. And like, absolutely fine. So I went into like the interview and I, I guess what she was was an agent but I didn't know that at the time again I just said extras wanted yeah. and so I went in and she's like oh, okay yeah I think I might have something for you I was like okay cool um, and she's like would you be willing to shave off an eyebrow <laughs> and I was like what? Uh, okay <laughs> I was like I don't think so and she's like well they pay you three thousand dollars and I was like Yep, well. you can shave anywhere you want. <laughs> wow! Because yeah. in my that's like in, a job. <laughs> in my head, I was like three thousand dollars. That means I could just go traveling for the next like, wow. like because obviously months. I was working to travel. Yeah. Um, I was like, cool, 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 and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I think you'd be perfect for it. <laughs> and I was like, what do I have to do? And she's like, here's the script. So I got sent a script. I've never read a script before in my life. I didn't understand it mm. at okay. all. The script was basically for, let's say, the equivalent of uh, an Australian Red Bull. Okay. So energy drink. Yeah. 
and it was one of these crazy ads that makes no sense so i was reading this thing and i was like um you know what what uh, like dwarf person screams at uh, other person i'm like what is this um she's like this is your part so i went along anyway still not really understanding what i had to do but she's like oh they'll explain to you there what you have to do i was like cool um and you know in those audition scenarios you're you're all of a sudden like you walk in the door mm-hmm. and then you're like totally you're on another planet there's other people sitting in the room reading a script they all look like they've done this before they all look like they know what's going to happen some of them know each other okay yeah um and i sat down there like i was like, I was like what's what's this like <laughs> you know what, what do i do and eventually they call out my name i was got called in and basically my job was to look hungover and i think this is why i probably <laughs> on a couch and she was like now i want you to imagine that there's like this sexy nurse who's bringing you pizza wow. and you have to look like you love her <laughs> no. With one eyebrow. <laughs> no, that they didn't yeah, actually. Yeah. That but I'd love to see the footage of that. I'd say mm. I looked like an absolute idiot. <laughs> oh my god! Because I've never acted before in my yeah. life, and Fair enough. I don't have the ability. I've got one of those faces where mm-hmm. I don't. I have got very little uh, self awareness of my face. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes, like people might be saying, like, "Taste like." why are you looking at me like I hate you? I was like, oh, I don't hate you. But my face is obviously saying something totally different and I don't realize it. So I'd say my face looked like it. So so that was my experience. Experience. I didn't get it. Fair enough. Yeah, I didn't get the part. I would have loved to see that. Yeah. Did the ad ad ever come out? You need to show us. Yeah, 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 I should look it up. Um, Do you remember the name of this energy drink? There's V something. Vegemite. <laughs> v something. Um, I can't remember though. Anyway, mm. I, I remember it was something that I think is just popular there. Yeah. Um, but it's cool that you're you're getting that experience here and yeah. you're still going for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I decided to be an actor when I was in Venezuela. I started to to study journalism. And then when I was studying journalism, I did a course, like acting course, and I fell in love. Like, you know, I really, really like it. I think I always wanted to be an actor, but I didn't know. Mm. Like since I was little, after I realized I used to act, I I used to do crazy stuff. Like for example, I don't know, when I was little, I used to go to the bathroom, close the door, I start in the front of the mirror, and start to see myself and cry. Wow. And when I was crying, 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 I was like, wow, this is great. I love yeah. it. I love to cry and see myself crying. <laughs> wow. Or like I used to spend time like watching the, or looking at the cat at home and, and try to do the same thing as the cat. I didn't know, you know, after I started to start acting, I realized that I already wanted to be an actor from before. Yeah. And yeah, I, I decided to do it pro- like in a professional way. So I found an acting school. And I, I been there. I was there for three years. Brilliant. And then, yeah. What's your your dream? What's my dream about acting? Yeah. Well, I, to be able to do it constantly. Mm. Great. That's it. I want to be constantly performing because I think it, it gives me a lot of happiness. Yeah. It makes me feel uh, complete. Yeah. yeah. You know, before maybe when I was studying acting, I was imagining scenarios like, oh, I want to be in, in, in cinema. I want like big things, you know, I, was, I want to be not famous. I, I think mm. I really didn't think about fame before, never. But I wanted to be in, in a film. I wanted to be, to do something huge, yeah. you know, because sometimes that happens to actors when you are studying acting, like the, the teachers, the, they say that to you, you know. Yeah. Like you need to be, you need to be big. You need to be great, and that's good. But sometimes it's unrealistic. I think. Yeah. They sell yeah. you the dream just so. Yeah, yeah, it's too much. Because then when I started to live my real life as a migrant or whatever, I realized that there is more important things apart. Oh, of course. You know, and it's no, it's it's difficult sometimes to to do everything just for acting. There yeah. is a life, actual life as well. Yeah. So I think my dream about acting is just to be able to do this constantly. That's why I started to do my own things, my monologues. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I decide. I write things always since I, I was a child. I like to, to write stuff, poems, stories. Yeah. I used to. I, I do. I write poems and stories. Yeah. And then one day I decided I decided to to write my own things because um, to be an actor is a constant constantly waiting situation, you know. You apply for the casting, you wait. You do the audition, you wait. Mm. It's a lot of waiting. And sometimes I, I think I don't want to wait. I want to be there in doing the stage, all the time. doing something, performing, whatever. Yeah. So that's why I decided to write my own stuff. And how do you deal with rejection? Mm, I think I'm okay with it because yeah. we used to, you know, it's normal to. Yes, exactly. To, to receive it when you, yeah. you are an actor or an artist in general. Yeah. Yes. So for me, I try to enjoy the experience always. The audition, I try to enjoy it. Yeah. And then if it happens, great. If it doesn't happen, I enjoy it. Something yeah. else. Something else. Next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next. <laughs> Next. Exactly. Mm. That's a good view to have because a lot of people have a lot of trouble with rejection. Oh yeah. Especially people that don't are not often rejected by agencies mm -hmm. or jobs or stuff like that. And having a good view on rejection, it's it's normal. It's a yeah. part of life, and everyone should deal with it a little better than they do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I try to have like this, uh, you know, the 70-20-10 thing in my head, which is like 70% of the stuff that you do is probably going to be absolute crap. 20% mm. uh, might be okay. Mm -hmm. And hopefully 10% will be pretty good. Mm. Yeah. Um, so again, like applying that to, let's say, auditions, you know, 70% of them you're probably not going to get. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess that doesn't mean that you're, that doesn't like what what's difficult now what you have to learn is not going therefore i am bad or i am crap it's like no it just wasn't for me it wasn't my moment wasn't exactly. my time maybe i can improve yeah yeah this is a sign that i need to work on something and mm -hmm. um, and i think yeah that's if you already have that uh, i think that's pretty strong um, yeah yeah it probably comes from your mother yeah, yeah. probably there we go and as well because i think i learned that as well in this uh, you know being in a country that is totally different as that I being in a country that's totally different as my country yeah. when they speak other language make you feel a little bit like sometimes when I didn't speak English like apart like yes. you know like I'm not from here and I'm not part of this that make you strong so I don't know I think I associate everything with I don't know how to explain, guys. I'm trying to, to explain it for you. Yeah. Like for me, maybe it's, the, it's easier to deal with rejection because sometimes when you are a migrant, you feel like that constantly. Sometimes, not all the time. Yeah. More, most of the time at the beginning, I think. Yeah. When you're starting with all of this. Yeah, when everything is like, new and yeah, so. a bit more left out. But apart then, from the group yeah and then you feel proud that's a good thing yeah because i remember i was feeling like down at the beginning and then boom you feel proud like now i feel proud i i don't mind about my accent anymore before i used to care about my accent oh my accent is so strong oh wow i'm gonna make a mistake now i don't care i make a mistake and repeat the phrase or I say hey wait sorry let me revise it again yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do you say this and that's it but before it was difficult like yes I, to be here saying this to you guys, it was a lot of work. Yeah, know? yeah, I've, a yeah. lot of work. Yeah. So. it's amazing, and like you should have your accent. I always yeah. think that, yeah. like, I speak English with an Irish accent. Yeah. You know, That's I right. don't speak English with an English accent. Yeah. So why should you, as a Venezuelan, speak English with a mm -hmm. English or Irish or whatever accent? Yeah. yeah. Um, or American. It's oh yeah, you would either probably be American or or English yeah. Yeah. Um, and any other accent you, like is, is incorrect pronunciation I was like no that's mm. bullshit um, you should speak as long as you can, you're, we can understand that's it yeah. that's all you need like I mean, yeah. mm. we, we speak uh, as you know you've, you've known the difference between uh, an English accent now and an Irish accent from living in both countries yes, yes. Like, at times we say words that are maybe more difficult to understand mm -hmm. uh, and maybe an, an English person sometimes is di more difficult to understand but whatever it's as long as you're speaking i think authentically then yeah. that's the, that's yeah. the way to be yeah. more than likely if you're here long enough you'll start to get a bit of an irish accent anyway <laughs> yeah. 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 after watching all that telly with the grandparents yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, what is like if you're speaking to someone who's say for example you're chatting to someone in Venezuela and they're like Celeste I'm thinking about going to Dublin Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) is there any piece of advice that you'd give them Mm. or any warnings or any anything well I would say start to learn English (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. fair enough download uh, Duolingo (laughs) and start to do it start to watch series Mm. in English with subtitles in English because it's very important really and it's not easy because it's even boring wow it's boring when you don't know the language it's like oh my god I don't want to hear this yeah I will say try to start to learn English even if you're there and you're not here already um, start that and prepare yourself in an emotional way like think like this probably you don't want to get friends faster you know like prepare yourself to be with yourself because sometimes when you move to other country there is a period where you're going to be alone not really alone but like alone because to build um, friendships you need time you need to go and meet people. It's going to take time. So, like, prepare yourself in that way. I'm going to be by myself. I'm going to meet friends, but it's going to take me time. And, and about jobs, maybe be patient, you know, like, yeah. don't expect to find the perfect job straight away. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's I think that's very very good advice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> Definitely the making friend ones. Making friends as an adult is a lot harder than when you're yeah. a teenager or a kid, and a lot of people don't know that because they stay with their own group since the kids, and then they move somewhere and they've never made friends before. You know. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. Like. Yeah. In process, pro- processes. I think that's the thing because really for me it was the same. I was thinking, wow, I. I I will move to England, I want to start to be an actor straight away, I'm going to learn, you know, I used to say, I'm going to learn English in three months, I used to say mm-hmm. to my mom, yeah. oh, this is easy, three months, mom, give me three months. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, when you want something, you want to get it faster. So, if somebody's going to yeah. move to Dublin or other country, I would say, prepare yourself to wait. Mm. Yes. It's a process. Yes. Yeah. Be patient. Mm. It's going to take you time. Yeah. And it's going to happen, but it's going to take you time. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely amazing. And <laughs> yeah. I, I think one thing that you should write down or whatever it is that you do and in one of those bad moments that you have in the future, which you will have, yeah. is to think that four years after, well, almost a bit less than four years after moving to an English-speaking country with no English, you've just sat down and done a podcast completely in English yeah. explained yourself amazing you've got an incredible story uh, that I feel is is very very far from finished um, <laughs> and uh, yeah I, I think it's amazing like what you've achieved in such a short amount of time so well done Thank you. Um, and I, I really hope and, and wish you the best uh, for for your time in Dublin and get the most out of it yeah. Um, see you on the billboard soon. See you on yeah. the billboard soon. Yeah. Don't forget us. One of my performance, please. Yes. You can perform one of the ours. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll talk to you about that as well. Yeah. Um, we do little events oh. uh, similar to what you did okay. um, with people who've been on the podcast. So we've had musicians yeah. and yeah. poets and um, comedians. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's brilliant. And we'd really appreciate if you do something with us as well. Yeah, That'd please. be very cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Really appreciate it, Celeste. Thank you. I thank you for coming. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys, really. It's been great. Great fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's good. Fun. Time passed really fast as yeah, well. It yeah, it did. Yeah. 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 Thanks a million, Almo. Thank you. Uh, and thanks for listening, everyone. Yep. Thank you. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.